It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Sorry, I'm a bit late. We're literally in the middle of some production rehearsals, so uh, yeah, apologies. Consequence Podcast Network. I've never been this nervous in my life. Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! <laughs> what would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. <laughs> be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks, as always, for making your way here, checking out the series. Uh, please do hit that subscribe button if you're into this kind of thing. Uh, the interviews, <laughs> I mean. It's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists. And discover some new ones at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify and Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or again, anywhere you get your podcast from, subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. That's me, Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, I'm talking with uh, Josh Franceschi of You and Me at Six. Uh, they're back with a brand new record called Truth Decay. It's an album that finds the band, uh, well, looking back, looking back at their, their pop punk and post hardcore roots. Uh, we're going to discuss the renaissance of that re-energized scene that that's been having uh, the scene's been having over the past few years, uh, and, and what made the late '90s and early 2000s uh, Warp Tour era so special. Uh, we'll also get into how their inner band communication has aided their longevity, why some bands aren't as fortunate, and we'll hear how their song uh, "Take on the World" uh, being the final song on the Vampire Diaries. Uh, that uh, television show has affected their relationship with the track and what it's meant to fans as well. So let's do it. Let's get into Truth Decay. It's Kyle Meredith with You and Me at Six. Hey, man. How are you? Doing well over here. Uh, congrats on the new album. Uh, not only is it powerful, but it's fun. Um, there are layers. I think it's got everything that I want uh, out of an album from you guys. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. And as I, I, I guess uh, as I sort of read, that was kind of the idea behind this a little bit. Uh, is that true? Because, you know, when I read some of the things, uh, you know, press release and other interviews, it, you all, I guess, took the opportunity to 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 look back 
and say, what makes a great Yumi at six record? Is that the case? And if so, what what had you look in that direction? I think when um, we kind of got around the table and started working on some ideas for the record, we were, it was on our radar that like Sucker Punch was, the record before was a record that was us five really like trying to flex our creative muscles and try and I guess prove to ourselves internally that we could make anything we kind of wanted to whenever we wanted to if that makes sense have the license to do that and um which is great we made like a pretty versatile record on that but I think when we kind of got around to that this one we were, we felt that we maybe lost a little bit a sense of what we thought we were really good at and what we we think that we can progress and and make um more and more like you know, like a quintessential Yumi at Six record, like what would that look like? Because I guess we look back on some of our old stuff and our, our old material, and that kind of sparks a, a school of thought of revisiting that sound and that era of the band and like just pulling it into 2023. Um, and then, yeah, we just sort of kind of ran away with it, to be honest, and, and wanted to make like a, a kind of, I don't know, a record that we have made say second third fourth albums that we've had but then yeah just kind of reimagine it now and with all the experience we've got of recording and I guess songwriting and stuff and just see what that would feel like and it felt good so we went with it well if you've been a fan for a while that's you know because I don't know I think that's a question of band whether or not they wrestle with it it's a decision you make you know with every single record do you cater may not be the right word but you know do you do you cater to an old sound or do you try something new but but for a fan and and i'm sure you've got these bands for yourself too like every now and then you go i kind of wish they just do a record like that again like does it feel like that yeah totally and i think i mean it's it's interesting you say that because that we it was a very conscious decision to make like a fan driven record if that makes sense like we wanted to make an album that the last few we've made have been very much us just doing what we want to do, how we want to do it. And we were lucky in the sense that we've kind of cultivated a culture around our band within our fan base that they allow us to make left turns um, and support it. But with this record, we are just like, what would, if you're like a mega fan of Yumi 6, what would your favourite Yumi 6 record sound like? And we just kind of went for that. So yeah, I, I feel that, but also at the same time, I feel like if we had just made records that sounded the same for the last 15, 18 years, then we probably would be a band now, if that makes, you know, we probably would have died off like most people have. So I think it's been good that we've, in our own way, and then we don't, I don't measure Yumi at Six's success or our ambition or our, like our rhetoric is ours. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not worried about what other people are doing in terms of, you know, comparing. So I feel like for us, we felt like we've been progressive, but this felt like still a step forward whilst maintaining the spirit and the DNA of those records that we were kind of trying to almost revisit and that era of the band that we wanted to revisit. So, yeah, I think that we probably made a record that existing fans will be really into. And I think also... I think there's this, this interesting time with our scene, which has kind of had a bit of a renaissance again. 
um, in the sense that, you know, some of the big bands have come back with records, which always helps. An alternative scene with like the big, the gatekeepers are, are in their stride. And I think, you know, there's been some festivals, some lineups that have really, I don't know, just like re-energized the scene. And so I feel like it's even more perfect timing for our band to be making a record that is kind of well within, in touch with our roots of the band that we have always been, but the band that we were when we first started getting notoriety and started, you know, gaining momentum and some success. So I feel like all of it has come together at a really kind of, yeah, a really interesting time. So, And that can't be overlooked. I mean, the, the sound, the scene back in the zeitgeist, uh, as you were saying, with some legends kind of, uh, pulling themselves back to there, but also these, this new class coming up and, and, and they're waving that flag as well. I, I, I don't know if you can speak to this, but I don't know. I got, I guess I got my opinions, but what is it about that scene and that sound that made it stick around when so many others haven't, you know, you know, what is it? Why, why is that one so special? I think it brings for me now in my thirties, when I listen to that kind of music, it, it resurfaces a lot of great memories and I think that is something that doesn't matter how much time passes. I think it has that effect with a lot of people that are into that and into these kind of bands and this kind of music. Um, I don't know. I just think there there was uh, it was just a very is and was uh, a very kind of potent kind of time for alternative music. You know, like the Walk Tour era, at least the twenty first century Walk Tour era was kind of like pretty much all the big bands that are around now came from that. So I think maybe it's like the fact that there was like this hub, which everyone kind of came from that really strengthened it. I don't know. It's, it's tough to, to put your finger on it. I think it's kind of as everything involved in music, it always goes back to the listeners and the audience and, and, and why they like it. And so you probably have to ask them. I'm probably not the best because I've kind of like drifted in and out of the scene of, of like, you know, you, I think that's been reflected on our records. It's only really been over the last sort of year that I've kind of really reconnected, I guess, with the music that I grew up on. So there's loads and loads of really cool and exciting new bands that I'm discovering, which have been around for like five, six years. That I just haven't, I haven't had my finger on the pulse and I haven't really been aware of what's been going on. But yeah, I think it's, I think it's a cool thing, man. I think we're like most things, there's strength in numbers. And I think that, you know, for a, for any scene, for any genre to really flourish, there needs to be a lot of bands hitting the right notes at the right time, but also like coming together and doing cool shit together. Um, and I think there was a period of time where guitar bands and alternative scene became quite territorial. And like, now nah, this is my plot of land, like stay away. You know, a fear of like, missing out or losing out on opportunities they had to be quite territorial and standoffish. So I think that that shifting and people being again more inclined to um yeah to go together has, has been pretty interesting as well. And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I I live in Kentucky in the Midwest and allergies yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know 
deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice. It affects my mood. It affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24 hour over the counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24 hour steroid free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E. P-R-O-Allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with you and me at Six's frontman, Josh Franceschi. So it, it looks like, you know, when you said you made a conscious decision as a band to, to go that direction, then did that immediately direct the songwriting? Because you, I didn't even have to hear the song. You look at the title, it says, God bless the 90s kids. And you go, well, this fits the picture. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, yeah, I, I just we were just, again, just conscious of, we. it's probably the first time in, a handful of years where we, we knew exactly the record we wanted to make before we even made it. So I guess to have that kind of tone of voice and I guess that soundscape and, you know, just, I guess, like a a strong gut feeling about which direction we we're going to go at all times. There wasn't like any sort of head scratching, you know, like it was, it was always kind of, we're all very in sync. And God Bless the Nights Kids is kind of like the poster boy for the whole album, you know? It's like, this is what this record is. And it's, yeah, it's just, it, it's 
just in a culmination of what I think all the the great moments of early U Six records in one song. So, um, yeah, it's one we're definitely excited about for sure. And and then to play around, I guess, with the decades a little bit on my side, when I heard uh, mixed emotions, which by the way, that top line vocal is so good, it was so Thanks, catchy. Man. But that's the one, you know, as we're talking about the early 2000s, even the 90s, I heard that one. I was like, and this one feels a little bit like an 80s influence, just a little bit at least. Where were you guys with that one? Um, if you can kind of pinpoint that that type of thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's in the 80s were ever on our radar when we were making it. But that's cool that that's kind of how uh, you've digested it. I guess that's music, right? It's totally when you hear it you kind of can inhabit it any way you want. And I guess that's the beauty of music is that it's constantly open to interpretation. But um, yeah, I don't think we've ever really, um, maybe not knowingly been tapping inside the 80s as like a form of, uh, of influence. But what's interesting actually about that is when we were putting that song together, as a demo and it got to the middle eight. Oh no, the second verse, Dan kept on saying that it, the melody reminded him of like an Elton John song. So he was really gassed. And I think that's probably about as 80s as it got. And I guess also like the reference to um, Lionel Richie dancing on the ceiling, but other than that. It's infiltrating it just a little bit, even maybe subconsciously. That's what it sounds like. Just a little bit of this, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you you talked a bit about that song too, and about you know it being about the band and 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 communication um, in the band, and uh, and and I don't know I, I shouldn't walk on that answer because I'd like to hear a little bit about that as well. I think that's important that that you are writing about that because that's it's not just talking about as we're saying this scene. I mean you, you're you're opening those curtains directly. It looks like to the inner workings of the group. Yeah, totally. Um, I think it's you know. I, I think if you ask any group of men uh, how they how they would rate their communication on a scale of one to ten over a period of you know many years, they'd probably give it a zero or you know the, the, the two or a three. We're not as emotionally mature, or we're not compelled to like be to be like transparent with one another or to confine in one another in the way, in the ways that say my sister would with her friends or my girlfriend would with hers. Like, I think, so then you kind of add being, growing from being literally kids to young men to now blokes in their thirties and doing it all kind of under eight, albeit not a, uh, a global serious microscope but a microscope nonetheless with like being in the public eye and then also still trying to understand who we were as individually individuals that then obviously who we then would be or who could what we could be or whom we could be as a collective um and like growing up um at times it was turbulent and very difficult to understand how to uh I guess how to communicate fundamentally, but how to be there for one another, and then also how to manage our expectations of one another in those moments that were difficult. So that song is really about like kind of just, you know, 
challenging the stigma, I guess, of toxic masculinity, but also um, it being, it really just is a, is about trying to be more accountable and more informed about how you, um, yeah, I guess how you negotiate those, those situations because no one gives you a handbook for life. You have to learn, unfortunately, most more from the not by, by making mistakes or, you know, having, taking L's as they say. Um, and yeah, I think just, just a group of five complex fellas growing up all together and going around the world and, you know, as I said, fucking up and all trying to grow up at the same time is always complicated. So I think that's really what um, mixed emotions is all about, you know, it's, it's, it's just kind of like putting your hand up and going, yeah, I hear you, you know, I yeah, get it. The whole band dynamic is so interesting because, you know, we have friends throughout our life that we might be close with, but then we all drift away and we become different people. It doesn't matter if you all become different people. You're, you're, you're sort of bound in this to figure it out and, and multiple people all at once. It's really con uh, commendable to any band who, who can make it. Uh, you know, in, in these days, are, are you the type that still hang out with each other uh, outside of the band or is it, or is, is that the dividing line now? No, we have, we've been, it's often been said by people that have been on tour of us, you know, other bands will be like, we move as a unit at all times. It's very rare. It's very, very rare that there'll be an excursion on tour or uh, a night out or a day off or whatever that we won't all be as a unit. Um, you know, I think if you do it right, the people that you're on tour with become your family more than anything else. And I think a lot of the time, you know, you need to be around people that, you know, are willing to understand you and you're willing to understand them. And I think that's a lot of the time with breakdowns in, internally with bands, in the, in the, especially the, the, the kind of framework of like a touring dynamic. The reason they become, you know, unstuck is that they just don't care. And then it's more at that point, it's about the ego or the money or the, all bigger shit that's happening in their life, family, friends, partners, whatever, that, you know, they would rather be there than they would be, you know, with the band. So I think Yumi and Six, it's always been our longevity, which was the thing that we were more or most keen on preserving. We didn't really care. So we want to be successful, but I think it depends, again, how you measure success. Like, we measure it by how close are we, um, how long have we been going for? Have we been able to be adaptable? And um, have we got through tough shit together? Like that's how we measure where we're at. And, you know, you put into the mix that we actually enjoy being around one of them and we enjoy making music together. Then it's, it's a pretty cool place to be. And, you know, undoubtedly there's times where I want to, um, you know, throw them down the stairs or whatever but that's the family you know that's you you piss each other off um and there's times where we go a couple of weeks or a month or so and we're at home because we don't live all in the same places where so you know we're not living in each other's pockets in that sense but it's, there's not really a day that goes by that we're not in communication so yeah we're pretty close i do love hearing that and we'll be right back right after this 
Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with You and Me at Six's frontman, Josh Franceschi. I was, uh, I was, I was wondering if I was going to bring this up. My wife's a big uh, Vampire Diaries fan. She's watched it multiple times. And it, there it was as I was researching this. And she was watching that final episode, and there's your song, Take on the World. And it, and it hit me, you know, like, there's a song, I mean, any of your songs, you know, but but that you wrote it with whatever in mind, and now here it is for so many people, and it means that. It's become to mean that. And we were kind of talking about this at the beginning of the, or the middle of the interview where we're saying what it comes to represent to you. But when you get something so strongly tied to an image, as it is in that final episode, did does that change the song for you as well i guess i mean i guess it depends on like and i mean it's respectfully but i guess it depends on how aware you are of the show so like there'll be some people that are you're completely right that like they're the way the image they formed of the band is based on a tv show that they love and 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 i guess the placing of that song and i guess the like I've never watched the show as in like a from start to finish I've seen the clip where our song is in and to my understanding I might be wrong but it's quite like a it's kind of rounding up basically what people have been watching for x amount of times so it's quite a significant and poignant moment in the program so I think like with any like cult audience cult fan base or or cult classic like what the vampire diaries is then there's there's that attachment to it um but it's interesting because it's interesting you say that because i i i don't think i've ever met a yumi at six fan that has said to me they discovered us through the show but yet there must be a correlation between the success of the song and the amount that it, say it's been streamed or the amount of units it's sold or whatever and that like, I, I I find it difficult to understand it if not you know what I mean like why that but I just think it's for me it's it's a total honor and like it's you know we we're not like we have we haven't really had that too many times and it's definitely not at that level so I think it's you know I'm I feel very grateful that um yeah that that we soundtrack that moment in you know in the history of that show and and ultimately had that opportunity to to reach to reach that kind of wider audience. Um, but it's I guess yeah it's just not something that is I guess because it's not been brought up that often or I, as I said I don't really have like fans of that show 
hit me up every day telling me about it that I kind of like forget it was even on there. And then when you bring it up like now, it's like, oh yeah, that was it's a pretty big deal that um that song was used. Um and I think actually if I remember correctly, when we got the email about it, it was like I think because the the the, the member on the sync team at the time the label were on that sent the email, like they really downplayed it. <laughs> And like, so I've met, so do you know what I mean? Like, I didn't really understand like the gravity of like what it could be. But like, if it had been when I was growing up and like, I don't know, fucking on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the final episode that happened, or like, I don't know, the other the shows that I watched growing up, like the OC and stuff like that, I would have been like, fuck, I can't believe that song is, you know, we're on that. So, um, yeah, it's ultimately, dude, like, it's just cool that that yeah that what a song that i wrote in a in a basement of this this guy's house i mean i wrote that song in a in like an afternoon with this guy called ian archer he used to play in a band called snow patrol and we wrote a bunch of songs and we we're just sort of pissing about and then like you know me and him just wrote the song literally in what felt like an hour an hour and a half and i didn't actually show it to the lads for ages because at one point I was trying to get it to Ed Sheeran because <laughs> I thought it was going to like had the chance to like be an Ed Sheeran song. And I know we took it to uh, Calvin Harris's management company because we just signed them. And I was like, oh, I could imagine this being like a dance banger. And then, the, and then I remember our manager at the time just goes, I think now we've, we can rule out Ed Sheeran and Calvin Harris. Now would be a good time to show the band. And when I showed it to them, they are like, I can't believe you've not shown us this and you wrote it six months ago. What the fuck? It's like, yeah, it's really funny. So it's it's cool that it's, it's gone to do what it's done. As someone who's seen that show peripherally a lot around my house, it is a very big moment in it's and um you know, one that's gonna live that way for a while. Um and Josh, you know, I'll I'll, I'll come back around. Uh truth to K again. I, I had so much fun listening to this record. I didn't even bring up like Deep cuts and no future and dopamine. I mean, it's just song after song after song. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it. Oh, you're very welcome, man. Thank you for your time, Carl. Appreciate it. And my thanks to Josh, you and me at six. The brand new album is called Truth Decay. Thanks to you for checking out the episode. Uh, subscribe to the series and you get to check out many more episodes as well. Uh, do that. I'll give you three brand new interviews every single week, new and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at all the usual places in podcast land including iTunes and Apple Podcasts at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or again, anywhere you get your podcasts from. And after that, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show. Monday through Friday starts at 6 p.m. Eastern. Song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews. That's Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence as your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots. That's uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all three of them. The address at Kyle Meredith. I do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Consequence Podcast Network. We're, we're currently this huge, like, warehouse hangar up north in England. It's fucking miserable. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media.